Welcome to 21-ish Minutes. I'm Mark Dawson. And I'm Alexis Bidlake. I'm Julie Seedhouse. Hello, Casey Miller. Today, we're going to talk about new construction, building new homes, having new homes built for you, I guess more specifically, <laughs> <laughs> the process and the good yeah, and the bad. You're not actually doing the building. Right. Yourself. I should set that straight <laughs> up front. <laughs> I could build a fire pit, but not a house. <laughs> fire pit, you just have to stack. It's like Legos. Right. <laughs> so you're saying a seven-year-old could do it. <laughs> Pretty strong seven-year-old. You, you, <laughs> but yes. you kill it at Lincoln Logs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. So, um, Casey, what is your experience with home building? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've helped numerous people with um, building new homes. And uh, more often, it's a spec house. So, like, one that's almost complete but not totally. So, that part's kind of fun because they don't necessarily have to choose all of their plans and everything. They just get to do the fun part. They get to design what the inside's going to look like. So, you know, paint colors and cabinets and countertops and the things like that. Um, Spec means speculation. It's a short a speculation home. <laughs> a builder speculating that they can sell and make money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Th- that's probably <laughs> what I have the most experience with. But, um, boy, the new construction starting from the very beginning, that yeah. is the fun stuff where yes. you're, like, looking at a piece of dirt and picturing your dream house. Right. <laughs> yes, a creative aspect. Yeah. So, Julie, I know you have quite a bit of personal experience. Do you mind telling us a little about Sure. I, I actually, we built our... Our, the first house that we built together, Sean and me, we did before I got into real estate. And I thought building a brand new home was something that only crazy rich people yeah. did. Um, so I, I was pleasantly surprised that it was something that you can you can make you can make it what it is as right. far as your budget goes and and whatnot. Um, we literally started the design process on a yellow legal pad mm-hmm. over drinks one night, and then. Our builder, Bob Pentecost, helped turn it into a reality. What I didn't realize was the thousands of decisions that have to be made. And so it's so important to have a good builder who can really help you through that process. And I know I got towards the end, I got to the point where I'm like, don't ask me any more questions. I truly don't care where you put that outlet. (laughs) (laughs) Like there is so much involved Mm -hmm. and, and it's really good if you a have a good builder, B have a good agent representing you who can help guide you through and take some of that burden off of you. Um, And then finally have a spouse who pays attention to different details than you did. Okay. So I, I thought you were going to say like that. does what he's told. Yes. <laughs> that well, too. And that too. But Sean and I worked so well together because he's like super into the details and the convenience of things. And I'm really good at the pretty stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it worked out great. Just and like in real life, he's detailed <laughs> <and> great. <Yeah. laughs> so yeah, we built that one house and then we built three specs with Bob and sold them. And then we built a house in Red Lodge and he oversaw the renovation of our condo. So right. we've been through a lot of construction. I love that. I'm going to touch on one thing you mentioned that thousand decisions. So that was a parade home and a you know, really custom dream home type of situation. Yes. And it does tend to be more that way. The higher end a home is, the more it starts from scratch. People have more specific tastes and ideas. And if you have enough money, the builder will do whatever you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole other side of that spectrum that homes are almost like spec homes, but they're not built yet. And you can choose one of these three plans and you right. can choose one of these four colors. And it's almost all default. And then there's a whole bunch of area in between. But you see that more in larger markets. Like if you go to Denver, for instance, even the higher end homes, 
really dialed in. And I, I don't think it's for client convenience so much as their own convenience. For oh, sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. It takes them a lot of man hours to keep track of all those different decisions. Yeah, yeah. And I do think when you are presented with those options, that's a much easier experience for a home buyer who is building a home. If, you know, I want quartz countertops, well, here are your four options. Right. I want you know, different cabinets for the island than the than the walls. Well, here are your options. So you, right. And you choose from just a handful rather than having to walk into a cabinet store and look at 10,000 different yes. samples. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. It's a job for a while. Yeah. yeah. Some people find it fun, most do not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my experience was I, I started trying to sell new homes when I was a brand new agent because I thought there was maybe a little higher learning curve and most people wouldn't take the time to do it. And I was you know, dumb and naive and not very professional yet. So all I've got is I can work harder than other people. So I really tried to learn the process as well. And I worked for a lot of different builders doing opens and selling homes and then got to be the list agent for some. And I saw all different kinds of the spectrum, the good and the bad. And that was so interesting. And my friend Todd Harp, who works here with us, also really interested in new construction. We worked for a builder who was more like what we were talking about, just a very few choices, high volume, low end. And what I've noticed about builders, it's a little bit like how tr- people treat coaches. If you're uh, if you're the realtor for a builder and you're winning, it's because the builder's so great. If not, it's your fault. Yes. And we <laughs> we got fired <laughs> in a town market uh-huh. by the main builder we were working for and another builder who we were working for on the same day. Mm. Yes. And so we drove over to a neighborhood bar, the Red Door, and said, what are we going to do about this? And we decided to start our own building company. So we had that for... Excellent. 15 years. Excellent yes. answer to a problem. Oh, man. <laughs> I, ne- I learned a lot because we made every mistake there was. Yes. What we did with subcontractors, that's a big thing. Most builders don't. Um, in fact, very few have in-house people to, to perform every skilled labor task to, to build. I mean, you need electricians and plumbers and all kinds of different tradespeople. Um, what we did is we found the cheapest ones and the ones that were wide open for business. That's how you find quality. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're looking for a hairstylist, okay, anybody Cheap. who has, anybody who's open this afternoon <laughs> yeah. and the cheapest. Right. So oh that's gosh. what we did to start. <laughs> so you were the great clips of building. Oh, we were, yeah. We got, except for we, Sorry, great clips. Except for it was like we were paying $68 for a haircut at great clips. <laughs> because we, tra- you know, here's how dumb we were. I'm not making this up. We trusted that we didn't have to get bids. They would just give us a fair price when they were all done. Oh, bless now, drink and it might be four dollars or six that's probably fine (laughs) if you're sheetrocking a home and you think it should be about six thousand and it's fourteen thousand kind of a problem a little bit of a difference (laughs) that's amazing Hmm. (laughs) so 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 what should we be looking for then if i've never built a house before what am I looking for? Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's a great question. I actually, I love when people call and they're like, I just, I want to build a new home. You start with your lot. Where do you want to live? Yeah. Where in town do you want to live? How big of a lot do you want to have? Do you want to be on city services? Do you want to be out of town? And I mean, that part is really fun because you get to kind of narrow down the neighborhood. And then once they do that, it goes as far as what way do you want the sun to face exactly. when it hits your driveway? Oh my gosh, yeah. so many details. <laughs> like <laughs> Already. What, yes. <laughs> and it's just like the things that you don't even think about. Um, when I was helping my parents with their build, it was absolutely imperative that they had shade on their back patio, which of course. I didn't. I wouldn't have even thought of. So you got to just think of what way is the house going to sit on this lot? And then typically people say, nope, I got to move it across the street. Right. Or So I think that part's 
I mean, really That's where you start. That's a great first start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you want to live? And then broad, like what do you have in mind for a home? And right. When you ask people that question, you hear what's, whatever I say first is most important to me, right? I mm-hmm. want awesome outdoor living and I want good views and some adjacency to privacy or whatever. So do you guys, if you found your location, would you say, how do you pick your builder? I know you've worked with Bob. The location seems easy. I don't know about which way my house faces, but (laughs) who is going to build my house the best? Like, how do you find the best builder? Julie went alphabetically. (laughs) The the A guy she didn't like. So she she went to B, and then we landed there. I was going to say we ended up at P. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of depends on where you find your lot. So you might be in a subdivision where you have to use the builder. exclusivity. Exactly. Um, We should clarify what that do you mind explaining what that means? Sure. So there are some neighborhoods that the builder has done the development, and so they build the houses in the development. So if you love a lot in daybreak, yeah. sure. let's say, then you use the builder who has developed daybreak. Or you Got don't it. get to build there. And right. the reason they do that, they want profit on the development and the house. Yeah. And it it can be okay, but it's generally not quite as favorable for a buyer to not be able to compare prices right? right. right or get multiple quotes. Okay. Yep. I mean, I, I kind of look at it like if you do have the option to decide who your builder is, I look at it like you're deciding who your realtor is or your lender. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoever or you... Or your girlfriend. Or your girlfriend <laughs> yeah, or exactly. your husband Start or your dog. Start with somebody attractive and go down the list <laughs> from <dead>. there. <laughs> you got to see who you vibe with, yeah. right? Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, I've, I had these clients... Um, I think we went to five different builder meetings in town until it's they like found speed someone. Dating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean okay. speed dating until they found someone that they really liked, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't end up working out in their favor. <laughs> uh, and they're not big fans anymore. However, <laughs> this sounds like a good story. Well, I, know. I do not think it's a good story for this podcast. However, uh, generally Were there speaking, or lawsuits, either one. Uh, no, no, good. no. No. So that's pretty good. Yeah. It, I mean, it turned out fine. Set the bar low. <clears throat> but, I, I mean, find who you like. And I would also say, Dating. as a, a potential buyer for a new home, having good representation is a huge part of it. That right. you're, it's good to have a real estate agent who will be there to kind of filter things through. So many real estate agents have experience with really, really good builders that they can direct you to and some that are not as good that yeah. they can, you know, maybe say, well, here are some of the things about this one that I think you would really like and here are some things that I have concerns about. So my preparation for this podcast was thinking about it as I was walking from my office to here. <laughs> nice. and exactly what you were talking about was the first thing that popped in my head is we don't want to give the impression, the incorrect impression that you really have to watch out for builders, that they're not, you know, they're not good people, any of that, but it's a cross section of society, right? right? So you'll find people who are really good at their job, really credible, really care, get, do what they say, all those things. And you'll find people who will do terrible things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I mean, I've seen situations where a builder took a deposit and then doesn't ever call anybody back again and there has to be a lawsuit or Mm -hmm. they start the house and then they say, no, we can't do it for this contract price. We need more money or we're not going to keep going. Yes. And then I've seen people, builders come back seven years after the home was built and fix something that really wasn't even a warranty issue because they care about people. Right. Alexis, great question. Like, how do you decide who you want? Absolutely. I think the big thing is like what you guys saying, yes, absolutely true, but ask other people, Mm -hmm. people who have used them. Right. I talked to some of your clients. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, we actually just um, were working with a gal who was thinking about building with Bob, and she wanted to talk to some people who had built homes with him, which I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
because that's it, what better way to know what you're getting yourself into because it's a relationship. Yes. I mean, it's, it, it's you're a, in a it's full such an important relationship yeah. for a bit of time. Yes. So how how long does it take to build a home start to finish? Because you guys are talking about a relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm giggling because how long? It depends on what builder you. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, so I could pop a house up in four months. <laughs> I think the realistic timeline is uh, anywhere from six to twelve months to depending on sure i mean there's a lot lot of factors let's say what nine and how you measure the start date from the time you say i want this home on this lot right. or from the date they dig the hole that's right. an important distinction yeah. yeah and if i'm being honest when i have people ask if we sit down at a meeting and the builder's like i can have this done in six months we leave the meeting and i tell them eight they are all optimists i think you don't get into that business <laughs> yeah. if you're not yeah. which is great i, I say it's optimists, great. not liars right. right i don't think they're lying intentionally i just yeah, i like it's to bad for them if they yeah. don't fulfill i like yeah. to set expectations low so they're excited when it happens exactly. manage right. expectations I, mean, that's just, I like it that's just me though so yeah there's so many things that can happen that can delay a process with you know, building like, that Seven inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, supplies mm. and whatnot. There, there's so many things, so many moving parts that have to be managed by the builder. There are, and there, then there are. You know, there's human error and personal failing that yeah. comes into mm-hmm. this a lot. And there's a whole bunch of different independents, forty some independent contractors. I was with a builder one time skiing. He took a call. Excuse me, I have to get this. We're on the chairlift. He said, "Yeah, we're not going to get those trusses set today. This weather is just killing me." <laughs> It's killing you because you took a powder day, <laughs> That's <sir>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But they're like, I mean, we've had the wrong flooring installed. So then you have to go to the flooring place yeah. and say, you got to come back in and fix this. Or, and we've had, you know, there's... And not even wrong flooring. And sometimes they get it in and it's all warped. I've had yeah. that before yep. where right. they, they get there with all the floors that you could possibly want. Every single piece is ruined. <laughs> I mean... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You guys are scaring this, me a little bit, I know it's but it's fine. Negative, no. but it's all true. Yeah. Well, I think okay, okay, give me some positives. Hey, what we're are managing the expectations? You are, here. but what are the positives to building? I mean, we went over a few of them, but I want to know, Julie, your experience. You've built several homes. Being able to take a dream and see it come to fruition is incredible, and that pride that you have in wow, I had a stake in creating right. my home that. You know, it's just something that I I don't think a lot of people get to have that experience. It's pretty pretty awesome. It I, is fun. I did it's this. A, it's a bonding experience with your <clears throat> with your spouse or whoever you're with. For sure. Yeah. And you know, people warn. Well, they warned us at the beginning that you know <laughs> marriages end over building. <laughs> uh, Mark and I can uh, attest to one yeah. specifically we, we many years ago. Homes in the fifties, we built about two hundred homes in one that was a little bit arduous. And our design guy kept saying, "I don't think they like each other that much." Like, yeah, none of my business, man. <laughs> and like two days before they wanted to move in, she called and said, "Can I come and visit you about the house?" And yeah, of course, I ran out to the house to see what was wrong. Looked fine. She comes in, she's crying. Oh, boy. Oh, no. She's firing her husband. Oh. <laughs> Not the builder, the husband. Right, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's it's an extreme circumstance, right. but it was quite the uh, quite the roller coaster. Yeah, it really is just about managing expectations. <laughs> but to answer your question, what's fun about it? So yeah. Fun in- We're like, oh, it ends in divorce. It's really fun. <laughs> what I was going to say is you... If you have something specific, you get exactly what you want. Like, you go look at things and you settle. But, hey, I actually want this mm-hmm. big island. I want this. I want yeah. that. Sure. And some people want, yeah, I really want a four-car garage or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. I was going to say, you get to pick everything you want. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. If I want a green wall, I'm having a green wall because guess what? It's my house. I get to decide. (laughs) Okay, this is my last and final question. I don't know if you guys can wrap (laughs) this up. This one's going to probably make us tailspin here, but (laughs) what is the difference? Like if you're saying, oh, you can customize this from the ground up. Can I just do that with a house? that I want in a location that's old that was built in the 20s yeah, and just remodel and get my green wall still? Like, what would be the difference? I'll take this one. That's great. Love it. It's way less expensive to start from scratch and build something new to get a I would have never guessed that. That wasn't the answer I was expecting. part of it is subcontractors are used on a property that people aren't living in. Uh, Properties that people are living in, you can't use subcontractors because they're subcontractors, and by definition, they show up when they want and leave when they want. So there are the competition of remodelers in... I think most towns, but in Billings, Montana, there are two or three or four reputable remodeling companies because you need your own employees, which requires more supervision and all that. Okay. And to undo something and then redo it takes more time and money and energy. So, yeah, it, it's crazy. If you want a uh, completely updated, really nice, specific home, it's more cost-effective to build than it is to remodel. Wow. Yeah. It, in fact, okay. this is funny. I remember when we were charging $20 per square foot to finish a basement. Um, I was playing golf with a remodeling guy, and it just came up in conversation. They were charging $45 a square foot. Okay. Look at what you learned today. Yeah, I learned so much. <laughs> well, and, too. and I was going to say another thing about when you're remodeling. I always say old houses come with old problems, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So you just never know what's behind that wall, and you don't know what's under that uh, crawl space. You don't know how many furnaces are down there or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Um, you you just old houses have old problems and I mean personally I'm obsessed with old houses as Me we too. all know so mm-hmm. I love the remodel but I mean new houses I mean new new houses have new problems too but you know yeah. what's behind the wall so right. case would you recommend getting an inspection on a new home then oh yeah yes okay. always okay it's really funny too how different builders react some the inspection comes in like what I always did was like yep we'll do that all even if okay that's actually not the code. Yeah, we'll change that downspout. It's fine. And I want to get things right. Yeah. And others are, builders are so defensive. Yeah, they get really offended by it. But yeah. you don't, I mean, that any item an inspector finds is something you won't have to call the builder back about six right. months down the road, right? Your warranty or something. So a warranty, yeah. that's, that's another benefit of having a new home is you have a warranty. Mm-hmm. And a warranty is as good as whatever company or whoever the entity is that, that's backing that warranty. Right. I remember being young and naive, and most builders were offering a one-year warranty, and this guy was offering a lifetime warranty. I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> and I sold the home of his to some friends, and they had a big problem, and his lifetime was somewhere else. Like, no one knew where he was. <laughs> he was no longer in business. <laughs> that was my 1996 big lesson. <laughs> I feel like we always get to learn a big lesson from Mark in the 90s. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and I think it's important, too, that, that that is a huge component of that building process, that you need a builder that you can count on who will be available to help right. you with it. Because you're invariably going to find things that didn't quite get done the way they should or something you know goes wrong in that first year. And to have a reputable builder who's willing to come in and fix things for you because it's important to them that you're happy. That's it's hugely important. So, Julie, I think you would say your experience with the builder you have worked for, Bob Pentecost, is that someone calls him about a problem that really isn't a warranty issue. It's a maintenance thing. Or maybe, like, we've had situations where someone screwed something up themselves. They flooded the basement by putting mm-hmm. a hose in the window yep. well. <laughs> yeah. And we take care of it because <clears throat> we appreciate them. 
and it's it's just good business. It's good Absolutely. marketing. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think you've probably found that he will go overboard to take care yeah, of things. Always. In yeah. fact, we had one a couple years ago where <clears throat> the um, the gal that built with Bob, there was a spot in her yard that would flood all the time. And he went out there and looked at it, and it was the drainage from the neighbor's house that, because their landscaping had been done incorrectly, not one of Bob's builds. But Bob went over to the neighbor and said, here's what you have going on. Let me help you correct it. So fix both both, Both problems, problems right. even though it wasn't his problem. That's but that's cool. just the kind of guy that he is. I love that. Yeah. So on other cool things, benefits, good things about building, there's the cool factor, right? The cool, I mean, yeah. It's a brand house. new house. Yeah. No, one else ever lived. no one has used this toilet before us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Unless so some true. contractor's doing things they shouldn't, no one else has consummated this house. Only right. you think of, of that. <laughs> of course. Lots of people think of that. We get that question a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is this toilet used? <laughs> I think the cool factor is huge. Yeah. I mean, I my I am going to build a house someday. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. And I can't wait because I get to decide what yeah. everything looks like. Right. You know, if you think about it, a new car, you hear the depreciation is 15% right away. A new house doesn't depreciate. No. Right. I mean, it's, Absolutely. Yeah. One, one thing that's cool, too, if you think about it, if you build in a neighborhood where it's a whole bunch of vacant lots... The, the real estate market is, uh, it mostly goes up, but it flutters up, but, you know, a little down and then up and then trending up, right. but with some ups and downs. Inflation is always up, right? Mm-hmm. And so costs are always up. If you, if you start in a neighborhood where there are a whole bunch of vacant lots, every other home to be built in there is going to cost more than yours to build. Exactly. You catch, you catch appreciation because of inflation. Yeah. You have cool. to live around dust, but it's worth it. Yes. Yeah, and, and Burger King wrappers, and... oh, Absolutely worth it, though. I mean, my parents are a great example. They built out in Ironwood when, at, at the beginning, yeah. like very, very beginning, one of the first houses out there. And when they left, the entire neighborhood was completely built out. So, I mean, again, you had to live around. <laughs> they had to live around construction. Porta potties and whatnot. <laughs> right. As long as they're not using your cool factor brand new toilet, exactly. it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. They, porta potties. Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, ending on porta potties. What a blessing. Okay, let's everybody one comment to wrap things up. Oh man, one comment. If, you, if you're thinking that you might want to own a new home. Oh my gosh, if you're thinking you want to own a new home and you don't think you can afford it, you probably can. If you're in the market and you're a first-time home buyer and you're like, "Oh my gosh, only rich people can do it," just like Julie said, no, you can do it too. I mean, there's just so many options out there and it's important to just reach out to your favorite realtor to find out what's there. I mean, not only that, but Yeah. There's just there's so many more options out there that I think people are aware of. Right. Yeah, the cost of a new a new home versus a three-year-old home that everything's the same, there really isn't any difference, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you mentioned if you don't think you can afford it, you probably can. Was one of the things you were thinking, uh, tap into your future inheritance, call your parents like, okay, yeah. when you die, I'm going to get yeah. X, right? Yeah. Could I have some of that now yeah. for a house <laughs> I, down payment? I've tried that. It doesn't work. Happy. Does it work? <laughs> oh. Maybe I mean more or less if you're like, I'm only approved up to X amount. Right. Well, there's still options out there for you. Yep. Love it. So I would add to that that talk to a lender who does new construction before you even start the process. So they can talk to you about here's how much you're going to need down. 
here's here's the process that you will go through so that they can help you get your financial situation to where you're ready to go and and ready to pull the trigger. But I think that's that's even more important than b- doing that before you start mm-hmm. thinking it. about who you're going to build with. Right. Well, and I was going to say another thing on that. It's not just new single family homes. You can buy a new townhouse. You can buy a new condo. Right. You can yeah. buy, I mean there's so many options out there for people who want the new factor. Yeah. Okay, well, I think I learned a lot today. I think that I need a team of people behind me. It sounds like your lender, your contractor, your realtor, everyone's managing expectations and going to advocate on your behalf. I think you could probably sell me on buying a new home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. A mission accomplished, friends. (laughs) Wow, I don't want to follow that. That's that's pretty cool. Here's what's funny about it. We're all going to leave the room, and all three of us are going to try to catch up with Alexis Without anybody else around, like, I, I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I know a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want the money. We just want the credit. Of course. <laughs> exactly. We want to help you. <laughs> help me help you pick out your subway towels, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it starting? Can you tell me? Because I know clue, my friend. The only thing I 